This is Marketable, a Notice Pictures podcast that explores the ever-changing landscape faced by marketing teams. Welcome back to Marketable. I'm Jeff Barry here with my partner, Ryan Jones. Howdy-ho. Ryan, we are talking to each other over Zoom today. Uh-huh. We're looking at our computer screens, but maybe we need to start doing this with a an AR VR headset, you know, so we can really be immersed with each other, be yeah. like we're sitting in the same room with each other here, you know? Can notice pictures in Q1 or Q2 of 2024 afford three of Apple's AR VR headset, the Vision Pro? Uh, that's, what's that, $10,500? I, I don't know that that's a good idea, but I, I, I think we certainly need them. We do need them. And um, if if maybe we can't do three, maybe we can only do two. And maybe Sean just, you know, we'll just have to tell Sean about it. Yeah, yeah. And Sean, you know, as, as you all know, our third partner, he would be here today. He's um, soaking in a bath wearing his jeans because he's, you know, breaking, breaking a new pair of salvage denim. Yeah, that Otherwise, raw denim. Yeah, he'd be here. He'd be here. But I guess we should position this a little bit. Apple and Tim Cook and team announced their new AR VR headset, the Apple Vision Pro, something that's been a long time um, in, in the offing. If you follow sort of the Apple rumor mill and that kind of thing. They've been working on it for a number of years. And their first new product in quite a while. Right. And uh, I mean, my, so I watched this, you know, uh, Tuesday evening, the, the keynote was Tuesday afternoon uh, for us in New York. And uh, I was busy and sometimes I will watch them live actually. And, you know, my wife walks by and calls me a nerd and, you know, moves on with her cool life. But um, I watched it in the evening and was in complete awe by the whole thing and was feeling like this is the biggest product launch that they've had since the iPhone. You know, they've, they've said, like, this is the first real new product launch that they've had since the Apple Watch. Since the watch. But, but I think that this one is maybe not i don't know if i'm going to go as far to say that it's on par with the iphone i think it's way too early to say but it felt like the iphone announcement a a little bit and i was just completely you know wrapped by it and and shocked by its capabilities What, what did you think when you watched it yeah, I think, it, you know, in regard to making that uh, comparison to the iPhone is, I think, an interesting one because it is a revolutionary product and the iPhone was a revolutionary product. The The Apple Watch was sort of a, you know, upgrade to um, smart, watch, smart watches that were out there, right? Yeah. Um, but, but this does feel substantial. Um, I don't think it will be – it won't have – immediate adopters the way we did no. with the iPhone, right? Good point. There's still a sort of bar to entry, which is that it's still something on your face. Mm-hmm. And, well, and the price. The price is and, and the price, exorbitant. The, yes, the price is high. What I thought was really interesting about it is the way they were positioning it because mm-hmm. they've, 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 they've differentiated themselves from other headsets in the space in that it's not just for gaming anymore, exactly. right? They're really saying... This has so many uses beyond just gaming. Mm-hmm. And that was what was really interesting to me and eye-opening because not something I had thought about, right? Unlimited 
real estate to be um, working in. You know, yeah. very, you know, so many different applications, a lot of which Tim Cook talked about. But it was almost like, in a way, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the app that they put Freeform. Yeah, free, or f- free. That's the free. one that's already in the. Um, like you can have it on your iPhone. It's on your iPhone. Yeah. Right um, yeah. I, I, iPad, iPhone. Yeah, Freeform. Is, freeform. Okay. Yeah. So Freeform is like an unlimited whiteboard, basically. Right. Um, I really like it. I it's a I I I really I had been using paper which is mm. uh, a different app sort of in that way which is not really how it's meant to be because there are borders and freeform came out and it's unlimited but it sort of felt like they took you know the idea of that which is just unlimited space and sort of applied it to this you know and saying like we've been you're stuck to a screen or two screens or three screens you know you you think about in in like uh investors and they're trying to cram as many markets into their screens Mm -hmm. as they can at their desk their desk is overwhelmed with them when they could be wearing the headset and have as much on there as they wanted to move it in and out, degree look different view. 360 degrees without actually taking up any of that real estate. So as Apple has done many, many times, they've they've certainly created new products that we hadn't seen before. But they've also have a history of taking a product, a, a space that's out there and mm-hmm. just doing it the best that anybody yeah. has done it. And yeah. this sort of feels like that. And they're opening the avenue of sales up to people that really didn't have any interest in it before because we didn't know that we could use it in that way. Yeah, well, and I mean, you think about... So to be clear, when we talk about AR, VR, we're talking about augmented reality, virtual reality headset. So it can alternate. And it's not even alternating. It's not a binary. There are actually um, you know, gradations of how much are you immersed in what you're seeing through the headset. So you can just be looking at an object that's being projected into the rest of your environment, or you can be completely blanked out of your environment and you're totally in a virtual world. And so prior attempts at this, we think about you know ones that are still in existence, like Meta's uh, Quest 3, Quest Pro. Um, they've been in the game before. They bought Oculus. They were Oculus right. was kind of the first to really get into this, however long ago that was, five, six, maybe more years ago. Um, and with like Google Glass, that was more of an augmented reality. That wasn't a virtual reality. It was right. you're wearing these glasses displays are projected in front of you um you could record with the glasses which kind of freaked people out because Mm -hmm. you didn't know that you were being recorded um and google glass was like a monumental failure just complete flop they you know shut it down um and again oculus which is now meta um those products are you know i would say they must be successful enough to be continuing on I know like one person that has one and has like shown it to me and he works for Meta. So mm. like it's it's not something that like I'm going over to friends places and they're like, oh, check this out on my Meta Quest or whatever. And so I had the exact same response as you did when I saw that this is an operating system. This is this is gaming. You know, it's yep. it's 
it's just like the iPhone pitch. The iPhone pitch was, it's a phone, it's the internet, it's email. You know, it's it's all the of these library. things. Yeah, the mu- That's what it was. It was music. Yeah. It's it's your phone. It's the music library. It's an internet device, and they kept repeating that over and over again. And they weren't that. Um, uh, specific about it or you know that acute with it with this pitch but it it's an ecosystem it's gaming it's productivity it's photos and video capture it and and revisiting that media and so yeah it just felt like a much more robust product that also had some of the capabilities that I don't know that cuz I'm not super well versed on the other headsets but the gestures and the ability to right, like just hands you're not holding yeah. you're not having a, something to direct it it's, right. it's it's picking up your jet your hand gestures there are all these cameras that are capturing you know if you kind of take your thumb and forefinger and it can be held down at your waist and you just touch your thumb and forefinger together and it registers that as a yeah. click and you can pinch to zoom and all this stuff right. it's crazy that was the thing for me that made me sit forward a little bit. I was like, oh, that's interesting. You don't have to hold something because the right. ones that I, the one that I've had on and, and held uh, wore, the headset that I've worn, you had like a couple little like hand control with like a little joystick on it that you were kind of moving around or it, or it had a sensor. So it was feeling you uh-huh. moving, not just opening your hands. Because my thing with headsets and continues to be with this one as well, I think that the major adoption going back to like, you know, your early adopters, iPhone, things like that. The major adoption will be when do you not have to have a headset on to have this? Right. When are we in like, um, oh shoot, what's a Tom Cruise movie? Minority Um, Report. I've been waiting. uh, It was going to come up. It's inevitable. A a, a precog could have told us that Minority Report was going to come up in this episode and you wouldn't even be impressed with their ability. (laughs) When are we in Minority Report where that was because the gestures, the hands. So I was like, the headset does that. I was like, oh, we're in a step towards Minority Report here when we're able to see something and have all that without having to put something on our face. There's an interesting image on the website um, where they're, you know, they've got all these people using it and you see them interacting with it. And there's two people sitting on a couch, both wearing it. Mm. And this goes to the the AR VR side of things that you still can have that person that you see the person you're sitting with, and like you know be on your FaceTime with other people that right. aren't there. So you've got somebody in the room with you can talk with, still see through the headset, plus the other people that are there. I I feel like that. I I thought it was a great way to you know just from a, a marketing standpoint. Have tell the story of that this still works in this way because other things are not yeah. like you see people it, smashing into stuff, they're falling down the stairs wearing headsets. You can't it's see dispelling anything. the fear too. It, the the fear is that these these types of technologies are isolating us, right? And and to be frank, in the situation of like the Zuckerberg initiatives mm-hmm. with Meta. It kind of is like in those scenarios, you're going into the metaverse, you're going into this artificial virtual reality, and you aren't having real interactions with people in your physical space. And, you know, this, they're positioning it more just like a TV that is strapped to your face. And, you know, if, if, 
you can, when the price point comes down for normal people, if you can have a couple in the household and you're both experiencing the same thing simultaneously, how is that actually markedly different than when my wife and I sit on the couch and watch our, you know, 65 inch television, you know, Mm -hmm. um, if we can still hear each other and reach over and hold each other's hands, we don't do that because it's gross. But, um, you know, I don't see how that's different with a headset as opposed to a monitor necessarily. I think what's different, and I don't, I don't mean this as a joke, although I think it is kind of funny, is that the difference is you could reach, you could lean over and give her a kiss without bumping headsets. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's true. If you but go, we don't do think, that. That interrupts the movie. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, no. I know that's you're strict about movie time, yeah. so no, no doubt. But if you go that's back right. to like dating back, you know, going to a movie, holding somebody's hand, you know, it, it it changes that dynamic of how you're really kind of sensing that person with you. I think two things are going to happen with the way that this is adopted. One, one of two things. I think the first thing is kids will adopt it, and as kids grow up it's not going to feel weird for them to have a headset mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And over the years, as kids grow old and it gets into the workplace, you know, if you've got teenagers now, they're going to want this thing for Christmas. And in five years when they're coming out of college and hitting the workplace to put one on at work, it's not going to be a big deal to them because they're going to be like, oh, I've been doing this for years. But is the generation in, generations in the workplace now, are they going to do it? You know? And that's why I say, like, I feel like this technology will really leap when you don't have to put the headset on. And either they're going to figure that out where you don't have to put the headset on or it's going to get adopted. And everybody that, you know, is just going to die off. Old dinosaurs like us are just going to die off before we get get off my lawn with your headset. You know, we'll die off and it's adopted by the younger generations behind us. Where I think that that's that part of the logic fails is like i I think okay would my would my grandfather use this Mm -hmm. you know would he put the headset on and i always i thought that about the iphone and i'll tell you what he's loves the iphone you know new iphone comes out he's he gets the new iphone you know he's he's adopted that technology because it's it's intuitive helped his life yeah you know it's useful to him and I think when you think about older generations and trying to see grandkids and we're in different parts of the country and people can work from wherever they want now, mm-hmm. does it bridge that gap where it's just a, a, it allows us to FaceTime with each other in a more immediate way um, than maybe like what was that like um, Facebook portal or the meta portal? Was just like the little oh, the thing. little de- was, the de- the device that like sits on the counter or something. Yeah, like that. and then it just yeah. had a little screen, and you could. But do it would like whatever follow you and stuff. Yeah, you could do yeah. their version of whatever like FaceTime is and be right yes. there, and it was like immediate. You didn't have to hold your phone or get your laptop out or whatever. And right. it didn't really like. I don't know anybody that has it. It was just meant no. to be an easier way, and you you're cooking dinner together because it's both in your kitchen or whatever. But like, right. You know, Phoebe's sisters in. Denmark yeah right yes and so you know for her to see her nephews Mm -hmm. if like she could put that headset on and basically like be in the room with them yeah that's a game changer Mm -hmm. to feel like you're running around with if it's you know your nieces or your nephews your grandkids or something like that I mean I think like 
you can tap into people's emotions in their life, I think it will overcome the fact you got to put it on your face. If it if it can work, you know, if it gives people that emotional lift. Well, and I think that, you know, we're talking about this a lot in the consumer side of things, but of course the iPhone is a consumer device that then is leveraged by companies and by brands, um, whether that's creating apps that go along with their products or, you know, marketing through the technology that became available because of the iPhone. You Mm -hmm. know, social media doesn't exist in the way that it does today without the iPhone. And Mm -hmm. uh, because there was a time where Facebook existed before the iPhone, it was a couple of years, and we only were on Facebook when we were at home on our computers. And it became more ubiquitous because of the iPhone and therefore advertising and marketing became more ubiquitous and they started using those platforms more. So when I was watching the presentation, immediately I'm like, well, first of all, I have to have that. Like I have right. to, I have to start saving money now so that I can justify oh, dropping thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, oh, I, I just, I got to play with that thing. And watching movies sounds really cool, but then I was thinking, how can this be utilized creatively? Because the and mm-hmm. the thing that I can't stop thinking about are these spatial videos. Which, if right. you haven't seen the presentation it's the 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 headset is also a capture device it can capture spatial photos and spatial videos and basically these are images or moving images that have um an incredible amount of depth you know a a 3d quality to them and i've since seen videos of people that are were at wwdc the apple worldwide developers conference um and got hands-on experience with the headset and their response to the spatial videos seeing the spatial videos are astounding they Mm. one guy described it as it was a video um, that they show actually in the demo of like a little kid's birthday party and they blow out the candles on a cake and this guy uh, was saying it was so real that I felt uncomfortable that I don't know these people and I'm in their space. In their space. And when the kid blew out the candles, the smoke came toward me and I thought that the the tech in the room, the guy, the other person in the room had a fog machine and it, like had hit me with fog because I thought I felt it. Like that's how wow. real it was. And even before hearing that response, just watching the demo, I was like, what can we make with this thing? What does this right. mean for, you know, we do documentary filmmaking. Can you make a, a feature-length doc with this thing? Can I edit a yeah. bunch of spatial videos? Can can I leverage this to create a 30-second spot for a client of ours? What's the platform going to be for consuming this content you know that's what gets me excited and you talk about the barrier to entry and sort of the you know it's going to be a slow adoption process but it's somebody's got to lead the way and like get their hands on that Mm -hmm. thing and start making stuff and figuring out how to do that because somebody's going to do it and uh, it's going to be us so those of you listening like don't even bother because notice is pretty much on it already um yeah but i think back 
An example that I'll give is when I was working at Newsweek um, in 2000, I worked there from 2009 to 2011. And at some point in that period, I think in 2010 was when the iPad came out. And so the first iPad is announced. And I can remember being at a town hall meeting with our then new ownership. And somebody asked, you know, are we going to do, are we going to make the magazine for the iPad? And the response from leadership at the time was, well, we're just going to kind of wait and see what other people do with it and see if it's something that's going to stick around um, and then we'll do it. Well, everybody started putting their stuff on iPad, you know, GQ and Esquire and all these and doing really robust things with it. So it, in a time when the magazine, uh, the print magazine industry was really struggling, they took the same print magazine and added dynamic elements to it, video and interactive interactiveness and that kind of, that's not a word, interactability, I don't know. Um, but I see the same thing with this, where it's like, there are going to be plenty of people that are like, well, it's way too early. We don't even know if this tech is going to take off. My feeling is generally when Apple commits itself to something, especially something of this significance, it's probably going to take off and it would behoove us as creators, as marketers to figure out how can we use this to tell our stories, to tell our brand stories, to tell our product stories, our service stories. I just see a lot of potential for it. There just needs to be a little bit of infrastructure built up in order to house it and showcase it. But I've just been excited about it ever since. Yeah, in, in regard to that infrastructure and you something you said early on where it's felt like a really robust launch, uh, even compared to the iPhone, is that you know the app store and that whole platform, it interacts with that. So we talk about how you make things consume things. Like that whole structure there, that this operating system will link to that and give you mm -hmm. your photos, give you your videos, give you your music, give you all that stuff that's there. And so you know, as they launch a new product, it seamlessly fits into that. So much of that work has already happened. If you think about your right. first couple iPhones, there was no app store, you know, you right. there, that wasn't there. Think about yeah. it. I mean, think about not having an app store now. It's like, well, how, how did that phone even work, you know, right. at that point? Um, well, we were so happy with what, I mean, what they gave us was incredible. And, right. uh, you know, but they wanted to keep their you know, walled garden is is the term that they always yep. uh, refer to it as for security purposes and quality control. Um, but now, obviously, uh, what, 15 plus years on, they've learned like, no, we need to open this up. And that's why you saw out of the gate, this headset is going to be equipped with Microsoft Office Suite or whatever right. you call that nowadays. Yeah, Suite, yeah. Um, but the, th the thing I, I, I'll be curious to see, something you said earlier, like, from a business perspective, not just a general consumer with an iPhone who's just at home, but is this will this be adopted by in, in the business sectors? And if it does, mm -hmm. that will certainly push this faster into mainstream because if you're using it at work and you're like, man, this thing is really amazing, you probably it changes that barrier to entry because you if you know and you're like this is i want this i use it at work i want this at home to watch movies on versus just being like i've never seen it should i take this thirty five hundred dollar leap right. but i wonder in regard to creating for it if and when there's something that's coming through coming out it's like 
in festivals or out in the world and people like you have to see this thing mm -hmm. and you can only see it wearing that right. headset that's going to be the thing where like did you see it like oh my god i gotta get the headset to see it like if yeah. if there's something that has can have that buzz have that story like imagine if um uh planet earth hadn't come out oh, like gosh. we never had yeah. planet earth and that that whole series just got launched on that headset i mean everybody mm -hmm. went crazy about planet earth as it was but if you never saw that and then the first time and people were like holy cow you got to see planet earth on this headset maybe that type of a thing if somebody creates for it is something that really takes it over the the line of like oh, i don't know it's a lot of money i want to buy it to like no no we you got to see got to get this and see this thing right Right. And that, and that, and maybe something doesn't hit a home run like that, but the creation of content for it will only help it move forward. Mm -hmm. And it's going to move, like you said, they're not going to put all this behind it and not stay invested in it. Yeah. So it's going to move forward. Right. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I, I was always an early adopter on things particularly at apple products you know since yeah i i was waiting in line the morning the first iphone came out and i had that first iphone day one but i haven't felt that way about a product since or until this one right like this this is the first time i felt you know since 2007 when they announced it that I was like, I'm getting that day one. I, right. I don't care how much it costs. I have to have that. I have to play with it. I have to learn how to use it. And yes, part of it is I want to have fun with it. I do want to try like working on it um, and the productivity aspect of it. But truly, I think that this stands a good chance of being the future of the way that we consume media. And therefore, that has implications for us as you know, in our case, filmmakers, um, mm -hmm. but it, it has uh, implications for anybody that is in the content creation business and the content consumption business where you're trying to sell something. You're going to want to be on the cutting edge of what is the new mode of digital storytelling. And I, I just personally think this is it. When do you remind me? Did they say when they expect it? What quarter they expect it? I know right now quarter, it's just like they you just can... say early twenty twenty four. Is that what they're saying? Okay. Yeah, that makes me think Q one, but these things right. also tend to get pushed. So if I had to hazard True. a guess, I'd say, you know, Q two would be a safer assumption. And then, what? Uh, you talked about how. It will have, you know, it's got the, it's got app suites on it. It's going to have your Microsoft things. Can you, um, it does it, it, will it talk to other devices? I, I believe that, it will talk to your other Apple devices. The, the question, and it's interesting that you said that there's a photo of two people sitting on a couch, both wearing the headsets, because that's the question that I was actually talking to Sean about was, is it possible for them to be synced with each other? So mm. if I'm watching No Country for Old Men mm -hmm. in a virtual West Texas background with a screen, you know, projected onto it, um, 
can Phoebe be sitting next to me and seeing that same background, that same screen with the same movie playing at the same time that I'm right. watching it? Um, if they're showing that image, my assumption would be that that would be the case. But, um, you know, that that's what I'm curious is, will they talk to each other? Hmm. I would think... I, it seems like part of this is also like sit down and watch a movie with your sister in Denmark. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that you would know? be cool too. Like if you could, you're sitting on your couch, you turn your head and you're seeing your sister in Denmark next to you. Right. Because they have the the capabilities of it creates a digital uh, version of your face and that's what you yeah. see on the other side of the FaceTime call and apparently from what I understand it's kind of like a little you know it's not a perfect thing obviously yeah um, but for what it is it's supposed to be pretty extraordinary it's just kind of uncanny and, valley stuff and it's not though it's not um, the metaverse right no which is where we were these kind of strange art avatar cartoon type things like we're there it seems like they're moving towards your your real likeness right. you yeah know, i'm sure that's the end of goal. your face yeah yeah and and it's projecting that very advanced scan of your face onto the digital representation of you that the recipient yeah. or the other yeah the other participant the other in the conversation wearing is, it. is seeing yeah yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, think about the waterfall of this. Like, how do we, how do we edit for it? That's, how do we that's shoot for my it? question. Yeah, it's the, the shooting for it seems pretty straightforward. It's, you know, you have the headset on, you click the button, it starts recording. But, you know, will Apple uh, create capabilities within Final Cut to be able to edit spatial videos? Um, right. What, frankly, I was actually wondering, what's the file type? You know, are we, mm -hmm. is it um, an HEVC or whatever the, the mm -hmm. format is that yeah, the, iPhones record uh, at? Yeah. Is it, um, is it an MOV? Is it, you know, what, what are we talking about here? Um, well, also, if it we're were going, that the case, we could, we should be able to edit it in Final Cut. We're going to want to get off of just recording via the headset. Right. Mm -hmm. We're going to want oh, yeah. to put a cinema camera on it. We're going to want to yeah. do different things. And there are, cameras now that have that that can do that spatial um capture mm -hmm. and there's that one was not not pixel there's the the one that you can you can set the depth of feet you can set what's in focus in the right. image there's like that and that was kind of the early one and then yes. you know they do it with like real estate videos we'll use certain things and we did a launch for a client on a project a few years back where we did some vr for it and we were experimenting with a spatial video mm -hmm. um with it alongside their launch we ended up not doing it but in our research and we had a we um sort of specced it out uh if we did you know there are ways to capture that and the ways to edit it are very very um time render intensive i should oh, say yes. time yeah. because the render because like how you're looking at what is going on at any time and, and 360 video and all that right. stuff so um it's processor heavy and therefore very time intensive just because the you know those things will all move along and, and move forward certainly but it it is 
we we talked about this at some point on on the podcast going back to like vine and six second stories right. right vine came out and people started figuring out how to tell six second serialized uh-huh. six second stories yeah. and people are going to figure out how to tell stories for this device right that could and, and the ones that will be great will be the ones that could only be told on this device yeah you know You'll be, it'll be cool. You can watch No Country for Old Men, but when they do part two and you can be turning around and see, you know, the ghost of Javier Bardem's character coming down yeah. the hill in West Texas at you, you know, those will be the things that are take it to the next level, I think. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's going to start with the kind of obvious, you know, like what you see with old 3D movies where it's, things being right. thrown at the screen you know yes. so that it's like, oh oh no and uh but then people will very quickly figure out more creative ways to use this as a new expression and you know we think about yeah we have play. clients that work in the architectural space and oh, you know the the ability to capture an actual space and the feeling of a space um, would be invaluable to them and would really open up new avenues of uh, communicating their product because you're you're putting them into a space as opposed to even, you know, you have on the one hand a still, which is a two-dimensional rep- representation. A video is a, is a two-dimensional representation, but it simulates three dimensions because it's got movement to it and you can move through something. But this is true three-dimensional spatial awareness i mean think about it we have worked with a designer and he does french chateaus right Uh and that's a small world of people that are wanting to renovate redesign a french chateau at at a you know that's a expensive proposition just imagine if you were that designer and you could say hey put this on you can walk through my previous projects yeah, and really yeah. like feel the room and and see it. I mean, that's the the well, you know the possibilities. Yeah, and the, I mean, we're talking about VR, but we haven't even touched on the uh, augmented reality aspect, True. where you know our our client Benjamin Moore obviously works in the realm of paint. When are they going to be able to design the app for the AR VR headset where you put that on? You're in your living room. And you can select different colors from the 3,500 color catalog from Benjamin Moore and see the way that that color looks in your in your space. They already have this in an iPhone app uh, form, but to actually be able to like move around and probably see the different ways that light is affecting, which is so key to that product category, you know, it's it's going to be a really powerful tool on on a lot of levels. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, exciting. Sort of terrifying in a way of like, hey, le- you know, we got to learn this new vocabulary. Uh-huh. But I think the excitement outweighs the trepidation for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, you get to buy a new toy in the process. So that's that's why I don't ever really feel scared. I just feel excited because I want to get the new toy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some point in 2024 it'll be interesting to see what the what the wait list or what the you know how how that happens um Mm -hmm. you know they've got an architecture now where we don't really have to go wait at the store anymore for things 
but I wouldn't be surprised if they did something where like your pickups, that's the first way just to drum up the buzz on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See how uh, that comes however through. However they do it, I'm going to figure out a way to, you know, you know me, I I'll, I'll get in line at 4.30 in the morning for a barbecue restaurant in Texas. So uh, I, I don't mind waiting online for things. Yep. I, I'm not going to do the days on days at the Apple store, you know, in Lincoln Center. But, uh, but yeah, I'll figure out a way because I got to have it. The only, it takes me back to waiting a, you know, a few days to go see Meryl Streep at the Delacorte. You know, we, we we won't have to wait now. We'll just get the headset yeah. and then we can be there and well, see those incredible performances. This is the next level because I always say when it comes to waiting online for things, um, there's no such thing as boredom anymore. Since the iPhone came out, right. boredom is eliminated. And there are negative consequences to that. But as far as waiting on lines, it's a great thing. And now if you have an AR VR headset, you're not even in the line anymore you're you, maybe your body is but you're elsewhere you know again watching no country for old men on a big screen in the middle of the west test west texas plains yeah one last thought about this just as far as wwc you know they it's a form that we understand you know we've they've been mm-hmm. doing it for a number of years um but Still, the production level that comes to that conference and what they present, how thoughtful it is, how well put together it is, yeah, how incredible. seamless it is, how how it just it, it, there's even just a build in the storytelling of the way that they announce something big and little. You know, they talk yeah. about more than just the AR VR headset there. It's it's um, it's inspiring. Obviously, they're a huge brand and they know what they're doing. But it it continues to inspire just on a on a really small level. You know, the amount of people that watch WWC is is large, but it's much less than the people that are you know seeing billboards or ads or banner ads running on something like the you know in our social channels. But uh, really just continues to be inspiring even even as they have you know going back to the first one the first even to the iphone announcement Mm -hmm. even as there's change and turnover in the company all the way from tim cook down to their agencies that they're working with they still continue to have a very high bar and and just create stories and possibility that make you want to get involved, that make you want to go wait in line and get that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's Sean was saying the other day, it's like just the videos that they have going uh, to market this product. It's, you know, they have the best in the world that yep. uh, people that are doing this and it really shows. And this has got to be the most complex product that they've introduced because you can't understand what it is that is being seen when you put that headset on, but they did their damnedest to, you know, visualize it. And, you know, it worked for me. Yeah. Well, we'll stay tuned on this one. Hopefully at some point in 2024, we'll be, I'll be talking to you and you'll be wearing one of these and telling us all about it. And I'm sure we'll have a few steps along the way as it, as it ramps up and, you know, people start to to get it you know some uh influencers start to get their hands on it and it you know we hear little things about it out in the world but uh 
exciting. Very, very exciting. Yep. Yep. I'll see you on the other side, you know, unless I just get completely sucked in and, uh, and then, you know, you can talk about that on the podcast. It's, it's all That's right. It's all information. It's all data. You know, you never, maybe we lose you. You never know. Yeah, that's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Marketable is produced by Notice Pictures. We make podcasts, documentary, and narrative films and are the trusted marketing collaborators for a number of brands and organizations. Check out our work by visiting noticepictures.com. If you'd like to chat or have a topic you want us to explore, drop us a line at marketable at noticepictures.com. And of course, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. 